Welcome to Recommissioned, a bi-weekly podcast where we go back to watch Battlestar Galactica, the hit TV show from the Sci-Fi Network. Each week, I'm joined by my good pal Matt, who has only seen the episodes up to the one we're covering. Now, I've seen them all. And this week, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 4, Resistance. Cylon, wait a minute. You know what we do with Cylons, Chief? I'm not a Cylon. Rosalind came up with the execution method. I'm Galen Tyrrell. She put a Cylon out of the airlock. My father was a priest. My mother was an oracle. I've served on Battlestar since I was 18 years old. Pegasus, Columbia, Atlantia, Galactica. Don't talk to me like you're a soldier! You are not a soldier! So, here we are, diving in to... A episode that I've been looking forward to. Remember last week we were saying we thought it took a bit of a downturn mm-hmm. with uh, the boarding party and all that jazz. <laughs> yes. You were high on the boarding party. I was low on it, which was a right. weird change. But we both like the episode for different reasons. But why don't we dive right into resistance, buddy? Tell me. Tell me about resistance. Tell me. Oh, wait. Before that, we have a very important announcement. Regarding this uh, podcast, don't worry, we're not canceling it, but we do have a very important announcement regarding this podcast, so please listen through to the end for how the schedule is going to work going forward. It's imperative, if you are a fan of this podcast, to listen to the end of this episode. Okay, Matt, opening impressions for Resistance. Dude, for one, on the last episode, we were singing the praises uh, of Saul Ty. Um, and I still love the guy in this episode. He's he's compelling. He's great. I sympathize with him a lot. But as much as l- we were talking about last time that this is a guy who's been able to step up outside of the right-hand man role and take command, take the reins, and make hard decisions, I think we are seeing him hit the ceiling of that capacity. Like, he is starting to frazzle. He is starting to to come apart a little bit. Like, mm. And he knows it. Like, to his credit, he's not like, I- I've got this. He's like, oh, fuck, I don't... <laughs> I don't got this. I don't want to do this. This sucks. And unfortunately, we're also being very quickly reminded how much his wife has weird <laughs> sway over him, man. Yeah, did you have you watched much Parks and Rec? Are you a Parks and Rec guy? I, I watched some because I'm a big Ron Swanson fan, as you could. I was imagine. just about to say this <laughs> is his fucking Tammy Swanson, man. <laughs> like she mm. has such a demon succubus sway over him; it's terrifying. Like she just, even just the way she enters the frame with her red dress, just whispering she's devil great. tongue into his ears, and she's great. Oh, she's fantastic as a, as a fucking worm tongue. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, man, she gets in his head very quickly after talking to him. He's already starting to pull, you know, the trigger on decisions, you know, hasty, dangerous decisions just because of what she said to him. Um, but I, dude, I love this episode all around. This is a, this was a stellar way to come back and, you know, depart the veil again a little bit. People know that we've been recording most of these episodes up till now uh, over the well. A year and a half. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's a long time. Um, and man. sometimes with weeks between episodes, sometimes a month between episodes. And the last time we recorded the the prior episode, listener that you listened to was I don't know four or five months ago. <laughs> so <laughs> to let everybody know, I watched the previous episode and I did not get to watch this episode till now. I've just been like just sitting on my just like oh I can't wait. Finally got to watch it, so I'm not gonna lie. Some of my memory is still a little rusty. I've gone back and listened to our podcast, watched the you know the last 30 minutes of the last episode or so. Uh, but still, overall, man, I 
I'm impressed with this show's ability to make every episode feel like a season opener or a season closer. Mm-hmm. Like they have that. Nothing feels like filler. Nothing feels weak and tossed in. Like everything is crucial, vital to moving everything forward. The, there is only one scene in this episode where I go, kind of didn't need that, <laughs> but I'm still okay with it. Like it's fine. Um, yeah, man, this is this was fucking excellent. We get to see Adama finally wake up. I was wondering how long that was going to take. He's there. Huh. He's back. Oh, what a rough fucking day. Can I guess what scene you didn't need? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Sexy time pyramid ball. <laughs> How did you guess me, baby? If it wasn't oh, man, for it's... the if it wasn't for the faces I imagine Starbuck making when she's banging you, it would have been almost unwatchable. But she's have you she's just you too shouldn't... hot. I'm gonna ask you something, but the answer is the answer should be no. But have you seen the, I think, 2003 Catwoman with Halle Berry? Mm, yes. Oh, you piece of shit. I mean, yeah. I've seen some of it. So I don't <laughs> remember, remember it because I spent many of uh, most of the film literally clutching my sides. Uh, you know when you're in middle school <laughs> and you get in trouble because you're supposed to be being quiet and you're not? And then that <laughs> amplifies the hilarity of the situation right. you find yourself you're laughing in. so hard, and you're like, "Oh God, I shouldn't be laughing!" Oh, Correct. this make me laugh harder. Oh, that was me and my friend Jared watching uh, that Catwoman film, which is such a piece of shit. <laughs> such a pe- even yeah. Halle Berry was like, "That movie's a piece of shit." Like, right. no hesitation about calling that. But no, it remind. Okay, I'll say. I'll say this. The scene in the Battlestar episode was definitely better, but yeah, it reminded yeah, sure. me of the basketball scene with like I don't know Lou Diamond Phillips. I don't know who the fucking guy was in that movie. It seems like maybe could have <laughs> been him. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> it's it was just like as it began, I was like, oh, wait, are we really gonna see them play this future sport for like we're gonna see them play it? I was like, ah, shit, <laughs> <laughs> that's don't, we don't need this. <laughs> come on, Ron Moore, come on. Got a little but, too cute. Got a little too cute. I will admit. A little, little too cute, but it was only, to their credit, like 40 seconds. So right. I'm like, ah, I can't complain. It's not that bad. For sure. Um, and everything else, man, is strong as shit. Um, I love tying this episode. And also, Chief Tyrrell has now moved into my column of the characters I feel the absolute worst for. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, this poor bastard can't get a break. And also, I still feel terrible for Sharon. I feel so bad mm. for her. We got to talk about that this episode. We got to talk about her she position. She got old as, fucking Callie Ruby. <laughs> oh, yeah. She Callie Rubied. Callie Rubied at the end. <laughs> but, uh, Where dude, was I, the guy I, in the white suit and cowboy hat to block the shot? I know. I want to say, um, you know, you use the word capacity when referring to Ty, um, as in he reached it in his uh, leadership or at least his command capability. And that's something I was thinking about when I watch it this time, too, uh, which is something that is fascinating about this, but you're right. He has Ellen Ty up his ass. He's also an alcoholic. He also wants no part of it. In fact, you could probably argue he's even still in the colonial fleet because of bill. He probably doesn't even care to be there. He certainly doesn't want to command anything, Um, but he is a Colonel. So he has to be competent, right? Right, right. But yeah, I think a lot of external forces working on him. Exactly. And I think that, you know, it always came down to Bill trusted his integrity, um, that he's a person who's not going to make a, I don't know, a callous call or, or be, like we talked about in the last episode, he's not somebody out for his own political ambitions or Correct. looking. He's not the guy who makes decisions to look good. He doesn't care about that nope. kind of stuff. And I think that's what Bill saw in him of like, even though this isn't a guy who, this is a guy who doesn't want to lead, 
if he's in the position where he has to, it's not going to become an ego thing with him. Mm-hmm. And and that was a good judgment on Bill because he is not an ego-driven guy. He just knows, fuck, I don't have the mind for this. Like, this is not my forte. This is not my strength. And to his credit, like I was saying, he realizes that. He's not some cocky fuck who's like, no, I'm great. I totally have this. Like, he understands his own shortcoming of like, dude, I shouldn't be in charge because I can't be in charge. Yeah, uh, yeah, I smart think enough. Capacity is the w- good way to say it. I think he makes a great XO. He's a good disciplinarian. Totally. Yeah. And he's also he's also somebody who is he to sort of expound upon what you're saying with Ty. He's the kind of guy who wants to make the right decision. He doesn't yes, want to yeah. make a decision that makes him look good. He doesn't care if he makes the right decision. In the byproduct is he looks good. He's fine with that, but it's not a motivating factor. It doesn't seem to be. The only time he seems to get his ego involved is when his wife pushes him by Mm -hmm. kind of saying, you're getting walked all over, and that's when Colonel Ty cracks down. That that combined with, if he was a role-playing game character, he would have what's called a flaw, and that flaw would be intolerance of civilians. Yeah, so, yes. so anytime he's being pushed, oh, they're, they're resisting, they don't want to do this. Oh, they're, 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 that's an ego thing, right? They're resisting, and his wife's harping on him. You know, that becomes a thing, right? So for the most part, I say absolutely. It's only rare. It's very rare where it's, it's anything, but he's just trying to make the right call for, for the most amount of people. Right. He I always agree. seems to be doing that. Um, good stuff from guys, too, this week ruthless yeah man i Dude. love it love it did not see that shit coming with uh tyrell and, and gaius Holy so let's shit. get to the interrogation let's dive in ty is yes, interrogating sir. tyrell did you expect the episode to open this way absolutely not for one i didn't expect the episode to open with such a time jump like just just uh, ty's facial hair alone you're like oh this has been a couple days maybe as much as a, a week like time has passed i thought we were going to pick up like right as ty was leaving the the press briefing room after declaring martial law that he was we're going to pick up right there um so some time has gone by yeah, a, and maybe a couple of days a couple of days you know and uh, enough for ty you know he's already declared martial law he's already making more decisions as the, you know not just the leader of battlestar galactica and, and the military but as essentially the leader of the fleet and of the human race He's been making decisions for a couple of days and, you know, feeling the wear and the tear and the pressure from that and other people are noticing. And I think this is a great – this – and for one, I, I, I didn't even think about it. It's amazing how much speculation I've done on this show and theorizing and I didn't even stop to think, of course they're going to question Chief. Like – Ty especially knows that he was involved with with Sharon, knows that they were right. together, knows that they had all this stuff. Like, of course, it's like, you know, the whole terror situation. Like, you know, if somebody fucking suicide bombs a, a concert and he was your college roommate a year ago, you're like, oh, fuck, the FBI is going to come to my house. Like, right. they're going to come talk to me. Like, it's going to happen at least. Um, and so I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh, fuck, of course they would pull him in. But I didn't think it was going to go this south this quick for him. Especially since Ty was one of the officers who told him to knock it off. I mean, well, he told Sharon because that's that's who he should tell. Put it into it. Which is another good thing about Ty. He doesn't tell the he he tells the officer, not the uh, not the NCO. Even though the chief has tremendous rank and power as an NCO, and he's been in since he's been eighteen, and he has a ton of respect. Ty goes with the chain of command, and he tells the lieutenant, "Fuck off, knock it off." Yeah. Can't be banging your inferiors. 
How long have you known about the assassination plot? Ooh. He's drinking Ooh. openly in front <laughs> of Marines and in front of Tyrrell. Exactly. Oof. That's what I'm like. I was talking about from the jump. I was like, I remember. <laughs> like, it's I a, just it's listened. A, it's a huge problem. It is. And I had just listened to our podcast episode about the last one, and we were both just like, oh, wow, Ty's really stepped up as a leader. Fucking <laughs> dump the Gatorade on him. He's really got it. <laughs> Opening episode, <laughs> violently interrogating Chief and just chugging whiskey out of his sock flask. I'm like, ooh, this is, you are starting to unravel. I believe this is not we, we called it sock hooch. <laughs> the old sock hooch. You want a nip, you Cylon fuck? Don't talk to me like you're a soldier. You're no soldier! smacks him. I mean, he gets violent with him. He gets violent, man. He gets gets Guantanamo on this poor bastard. He tells him he loves the old man. Tyrrell says, I love the old man, and that he's like, that's what your girlfriend said. <laughs> that's what your girl said. He is not playing. traitor. Man. Yeah, but Ty has some anger here. He tosses the flask at the wall, but then picks it up. Um, and Tyrrell gets locked in a cell with Boomer. I mean, this is uh, this is rough. Dude, again, I feel so fucking bad for Boomer. I know she's a fucking silent. We've known that for a long time now. But I do still believe that, well, this does, in this very episode, it gets called into question. But in general, I do still think that she doesn't fully understand what she is. And Mm -hmm. genuinely, like, this is not her. Her crying, her saying she loves the chief is not an act. It's It's not part of her Cylon espionage to behave this way like there is a human part of her and a cylon part of her right um and and i feel so bad for her like she doesn't know she didn't she didn't choose to be born a cylon dean uh, let's talk morality she didn't but did she choose to shoot a dom in the guts i don't think so i still don't think so man because mm. you remember in that episode when she did that so I mean, what she should has we that, do like, with her should we free her oh fuck no you don't free her like <laughs> hell no you don't free her but i also don't like torture her and fucking kick her in the tits i mean jesus yeah. like she's got it rough yeah uh, she might no, not I deserve remember... a, a tit kick if she was uh if she was under the control <laughs> of some sort of hive mind right tit right. kick should be and, strictly off limits that, that is for solo actors alone for, so, yes, um, for solo actors uh but no man like i remember i even watched the last few minutes of the season one finale and just i remember watching her face and like it's such a a performance choice and i'm sure the director of that episode was like emphasizing it too and talking to her but like you see her when she shoots i mean she looks fucking blank she looks like a shark with its eyes rolled over it's just blank emotionless and then she gets tackled and she still looks blank and then you see her kind of like it's almost as if she's waking up like wait where what am i doing where am i like she had no idea like it was like one whole the human section of her was just turned off and the Cylon directed part of her flipped on and then switched back off. And she's just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Like she blacked out. Like she had no fucking control. Mm-hmm. So I still, I pity her. I feel so bad for her. It's like the worst. And how fucking cruel. I, I think we've talked about this before, but like how cruel are the Cylons to make their own like Cylon human versions who are infiltrators, like genuine full fledged people who don't even know that they're silent infiltrators. So they get to have this like horrible sorrow about what they're doing. And I'm like, God, you're so mean even to each other. The fuck. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a tough world, tough life being a Cylon. (laughs) It's hard out here for a Cylon. That's right, man. Let's talk about, um, how the chief wants something to do with her. Come near me and I'll kill you. Fuck. And I believe him. I believe him when he says it, man. 
Jesus. Mm. That means there's a lot of emotion still there, huh? Yeah. (laughs) It's funny how that works. (laughs) Right? Right? So back on Caprica, we are going to meet Samuel T. Anders and his merry band of resistance fighters. (laughs) Samuel T. Anders. They're creeping around. They spot Starbuck and Hilo. We get our opening credits. Um, We come back to Starbuck and Hilo, planning their next move. Um, this scene, this moment between Hilo and Starbuck is, is really cool. They, first of all, they have great chemistry. It's good to see them together. Uh, second of all, when they both hear something and play it cool, I love that I love training. It. Oh, I love it. And we're like, mm, do you hear that? Okay. Slowly start getting guns back out, handing it to each other behind the door of the yep. car. It's fucking dope, man. Clever. And the resistance Soldier. decides to open fire, assuming they're skin jobs. Yeah, and I loved it. For one, I think it was a really cool reveal that there are other human survivors. I was wondering about that. I was like, it's for one, it sounds silly to say, but it is hard, even with a bunch of nuclear weapons, to truly scorch a planet, make sure every fucking thing. I mean, for one, we see like the forests and stuff are still alive. It's not like they glassed the entire planet. Like there probably would be somebody else, but just how barren the cities were and everything, you're like, well fuck, maybe they really are the only ones. You kind of get lured into thinking that. And I like this kind of, in a way, obvious reminder of, no, humans are, a, if anything we got going for us, we're a scrappy fucking race. We, we can survive stuff. They've been up in the mountains. This is like Caprica 10th Mountain Division they got over here. And they're like, nah, we were up in the hills, fucking training. We were outside of the nuclear blasts and, and fallout. And it makes sense. But I yeah. love that they're each fully suspicious of each other. Like, no, fuck you, your silence. No, fuck you, your silence. <laughs> like, why, why would you trust anybody at this point? And that dude, did you catch that detail too where he's like, he's like, hey man, we're in our you know, flight uniforms. Can you tell? And he's like, we've seen him in flight uniforms before. He's like, that's not new shit. Yep. Very cool. Love that. Very cool. Um, do you know who Allison Mack is? I do not. She's in the news for the sex cult stuff. Oh, shit. That's right. Okay, the sex cult lady. Yes. I don't know her as an actress, but I've heard about that. So she married a woman named Nikki Klein. Do you know who that is? Mm, no. That one doesn't ring a bell. Fucking Callie. Are, are you serious? Yes. I don't want to tell you anymore because there's spoilers Jesus. in the article. But Okay. But it was to defraud immigration law. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yep. Dude, because- Alice Mack has led a uh, fucking crazy life. And Jesus. apparently Nikki Klein has a little bit too. Uh, which Are I found, they still together? I, I hope not. I, I don't, I dare not read into it. I mean, I know Fuck. spoilers, but I, I don't, I didn't really have time to get into it too Dude. much, but there's a lot <laughs> Nikki, of- Nikki, run for your fucking life, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the fuck away from that shit. Yep. You're going to be, next thing you know, you're going to be living on the path, the path farm. Fuck. Yep. God damn. That's a great. Everybody should look that story up. Like I didn't remember Allison Mack's name, but uh, that story about what she's been involved with is uh, fucking crazy. Yep. Yikes. Um, I will just say this month, this month, the month, much Jesus. the monsters. Okay. Um, Klein played Callie Henderson. Mm-hmm. I got to be careful what I say here. Um, from Don't Vancouver, so that's probably why Canada. She became a slave of Rainier and Mack. N- Nikki did. Yep. Fuck me, dude. No way. Crazy, dude. I, God damn. It's crazy that we got to this live now and Callie's prominently featured in this episode. Source to is... say Klein married Mac to remain in the U.S. and it was not romantic. Oh, she was okay. active in... Pro- Klein. Klein mm-hmm. was active yes. in promoting sex trafficking. 
to help recruit women to be Fuck, branded in black Dude. What? She took God a lifetime damn. vow to obey Rainier. What Ugh. a weird fucking... What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, I mean, BSG first... fans. This is what happens when we're up to date and live. <laughs> and for what? For at first, I was really confused until you explained the thing about how their marriage was like purely to to get past immigration. But I was like, aren't? Isn't like one of the benefits of being a lesbian couple being immune to crazy male cult leaders? Like, come on. They have really uh, you they, too. They have brands on their pubis area. Jesus, right next fuck, to their dude. pusses. What the God yeah. damn. Yeah, they it's show close up of it. It's um, 2018. Mac How is, is expected. So Mac is expected to be arrested and inclined is too. Damn, dude. That is that innocent crazy. Cali, bro. That's how they suck into them sex cults. What the fuck? <laughs> so uh, there you go. Dude, everybody in everybody in Hollywood or New York, you're all fucking insane. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Jesus. But, Scientology sounds better by comparison. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, we get some silly dual-wielding stuff out of Starbucks, but let's get right to the Cali. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, that akimbo the, Call of Duty shit, I was like, oh, yeah, really? too much. I know <laughs> they're, make they're trying to this. make her like mythically badass, but come on. But uh, let's on. get to the Cali guy stuff, because Cali, we've been talking about her for five minutes now. Right. God, dude, I'll never look at her the same Sorry, again. Man. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so Cali and Gaius, she nuts. tells him that the chief was locked up. She's begging and demanding the help of the chief for the chief. Um, he tells Kelly his silence detector clearly isn't working, which right. might be a lie to save himself because she we did see Sharon. Don't forget as a silent. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's a definite lie. Love guy, yes. <laughs> you fucking love guy. He's the dude. best, bro. <laughs> your th- your throat can't be deep enough. For can't him. be deep enough. She even <laughs> brings up the crash down situation. Yes, which Gaius does not fucking take. I and I love to be awesome, honest. Right? I liked. At first, I liked Callie being like, dude, you need to help Tyrell. Like, fucking come on. Help this guy out. But when she tries to be like, well, what you did to Crashdown, I was, he was like, bitch, I saved your life with what I did with Crashdown. What are you talking Don't about, you crazy to- sex cult bitch? It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Do I got to shoot that fuck too? Huh? Yikes. How many people I got to shoot for you, Callie? Crazy. One of these days, Callie. But it does give us some insight into Callie. She clearly cares about the chief. The chief's probably been very good to her over the years. Oh, yeah. But um, help the chief and help yourself, doctor, she says. So the threat lingers. Right. The threat Uh. lingers. Are you blackmailing me? The vice president, by the way. Don't forget that. Well, that's kind of been wiped away, but I guess he'll probably be reinstated, maybe. The vice president? Yeah, well, it's been martial law, dude. The, the oh, yeah, government's yeah, yeah, been yes, dissolved. Yes, correct. Yes. <laughs> Roslyn's <laughs> just Roslyn. Baltar is just Baltar. You're, You're going right to go buy a that. house with your Confederacy <laughs> dollars? Like, what, <laughs> shit don't matter no more, man. Got my Confederacy war bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still have so many slave bucks. You're telling me these are good? Can I get the DVD set of Dukes of Hazard or what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, on the CIC, Gaius and Ty discuss the Cylon detection method. I love this stuff. Oh, God. I like the dynamic between Ty and Gaius. I like seeing Ty have to deal with him. Because <laughs> you know he hates the fucking nerds. What the hell is the matter with your Cylon detector? You gave the assassin a pass. I don't need to hear any more of your techno gobbledygook. But Gaius does explain that the test has been improved since implementing the tests, which makes sense, right? Right. It's well, because, yeah, he was, 
to to Gaius's credit, he's been heralded rushed into every <laughs> fucking single thing they've asked him to do. You know what They're Gaius like, is? <laughs> you know what I just thought of? Gaius what? is like a sleazy mechanic. When cuz yeah. you know, you take some like just take somebody who's never used their hands other than to pull their own dick and pull their own socks on in their life. <laughs> right? They don't know yeah. you could be like Guys, like you go to the city, he's like, ah, your head gaskets and this and that and the other thing, blah, blah, blah. Because he has the monopoly on knowledge of that thing. Exactly. And he's going to hold it over you, right? Like a sleazy mechanic does. He's like, oh, the fucking blah, blah, blah. And then you're- Oh, you're going to fix it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, we got to start with these three things first, pal. My kid's (laughs) got to eat too. But that's Gaius. He can just, nobody knows what he's doing or talking about. Like they don't know anything he does. Because no. he's too smart for them all. So he can just make these lies up and nobody's there to check his worth. The only guy is Gata, right? Which we saw in the miniseries right. a lot. But Exactly. There's no... <laughs> like, but uh, guys tries to get legal with Ty. Legally speaking, I've declared martial law. Oh, no, no. That's Ty. Legally speaking, I've declared martial law. That <laughs> makes you a nobody. So unless you want to rejoin Roslyn the Brig, I suggest you get to work. I love it. But it, this is the part... What I feel bad for about, about guys... Like I was it's saying, good to see like, you, Colonel. <laughs> it, 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 it'd be like you know a, a country gets attacked and they're like well so all the scientists in our, our nuclear program were killed it's about 200 guys uh so now you go in there and finish what they started bye yeah we need it in a week <laughs> he's just like fuck i know i'm smart but i can't do all of this and like so i don't blame him for I mean, he has very his excuses are not thin yet like they're very reasonable like at the end of the day as much as even somebody like ty busts his balls and is like why don't you have it done yet why is it not working right where he's like dude i'm one fucking guy and you gave me like 10 minutes to put this together and yeah he's like, oh, okay yeah so like it's it's still within reason yeah six has a great line you're being disrespected by colonel and mechanic alike <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> Uh, Maybe it's time to do something about it again. So what do we see? What's the theme we see in this? A couple of women pushing these men to have some balls. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. dude. Pushing them to be like, well, for one, what I think is funny about it is that they're each pushing them to be the most like hyperbolic, overly masculine shitheads and making terrible decisions, basically. <laughs> Although Gaius's makes more sense. Like his pans out in a way a little better. You know, uh, I, I, I thought about... Well, we'll we'll get to to Ellen and Ty in a minute. Well, well, let me put a pin on that. But Gata tells Ty about the civil disobedience. No fuel until the government's restored. The president gets reinstated, blah, blah, blah. We move over. So, I mean, not just blah, 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 because that matters. That's setting the seeds for what's going to cause a major problem for Colonel Ty. Mm -hmm. I mean, a major problem that leads to unnecessary death, civilian death at the hands of the military. Totally. Totally. And this is why his reaction to just the news when he's like, so there are all the captains are banding together and refusing to send their supplies. And he's like genuinely flabbergasted. Like what? Like he didn't think that he did not even consider that as a possibility. Because it's almost suicidal. Right. I mean, at the same time, really, they're really drawing a line in the sand and saying we won't, which in Ty's eyes tactically means, okay, cool. Then the base star shows up. We can't go anywhere. We're all dead. So I'm going to fucking take your fuel. Like I get, right. I get that hardline stance in his opinion, and I get it from theirs, right? And this is, I mean, this is again why, like, having a civilian government, as much as it might be bureaucratic red tape and bullshit and committees, is crucial. Like, otherwise, you just have a military junta making all fucking decisions, and people are you left love out that of it. Word. Uh, 
<laughs> well, hey, you see how well it's panned out for the entire continent of Africa. Oops, not super stable or popular, and they get it overthrown <laughs> a lot. Uh, but, like, the people will become immediately restless because they don't have any say of what's going on. Like, you can't be a group of, I don't know, 4,000 guys of the military over, you know, ruling over thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of other people who have no say in the matters of their own life. Like, that is going to lead to huge uproar. There you go. So, um, in the ready room, Apollo tells the pilots that he's in the brig while off duty. He tells them about the fuel shortages. So we see it now affecting the fleet. We hear about it. Now we are told it's affecting the fleet, right? He's then escorted back to the brig. I like this. He hops in alongside of him. Oh, how you doing? Yep. Progress on the dad and protests, etc. What's a dictator to do, Apollo muses? (laughs) She also tells him that Ty is hitting the bottle a lot. A lot, she says. She emphasizes. So, I like this setup. I like the way this is used throughout this episode because later we're going to see how it works, how they spring Rosalind. We see the right. groundwork being laid here, which yes. is awesome. And not, so like not just unrest among the civilians, but that we still have that schism between Rosalind and, and Apollo and the military. Like people are picking sides actively. Like D is now, we see D with the way she talks to Adama, she's picking a side. She's picking his side and oh, Rosalind's. Yeah. Like, she's not comfortable with Ty's leadership. Yeah. Um, And honestly, it's one of those things where if if we saw it in last season, if Adama were still commander, she would be on the side of Adama. She wouldn't be siding with civilian government. She had just as much of a problem with them as Adama and Ty and all of them before. But with Ty at the helm, I think it pushes her towards supporting them. There you go. Ty and Ellen, I'm trying to figure out how to solve our our resupply problem. He considers explaining to them why he declared martial law, which was very uncharacteristic of, of Ty to even say. And, and it was so painful to hear him say it. And then what happens afterward? Because I'm like, that's a good idea. Screw that, <laughs> Ellen says. I know. She's like, that's a pussy idea. And I'm like, dude, that's the right call. Like, you call the captains together and you have a meeting of like, all right, I know this is fucking hard, but here's why. Here's what's going on. Here's the context. Here's what Rosalind's doing. And here's what we're trying to handle, how we're trying to handle this. Sorry for it being shitty. Like, that, that is the kind of diplomatic, you know, solution you need to try for first. But she's all like, no, where's your balls? <laughs> where's your fucking balls? Send your troops. Yeah, it's... See, it's weird. I think it's. I think declaring martial law was. Um, well, I mean, it's it's a mess for sure. Um, it's definitely a mistake. But I think she's right. I don't think Bill would be like, "Here's why we did it." Everyone gather around. Like, right. I think she's right about Bill's conviction, which pushes him over the edge. She even says, "It sounds real touchy feely." Let's all sit down and talk about how we feel about martial law. It's a really good line. It's really yeah. funny from her. How we feel about Marshall. Well, Bill would never do that, you know. But, you know, you do it the way you think you should. And that's when he picks up the phone. He's like, failure to comply result in stern measures. Oh, boy. Stern measures. I mean, call me crazy, but I still feel like Adama would be somewhere in between the two options. Like, he would be harder than, let's sit down and have a, a pitter-patter fucking drum circle. But it would probably be something more along the line of, like, get me a direct line to all the captains and just, you know, radio them being like, look, this is what it is. And if you don't comply, this is what's happening. Not just a, a like, telegram basically sent out to everybody of, like, comply or we'll kill you <laughs> or we'll board you, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to say. I mean, he fucking... I mean, we don't know. Bill forcibly put Rosalind in the brig. It is true. It was his move, not, not Ty's. That is true. It's tough to say. It's tough to say what Bill would do. But um, I like it. It's a good scene. 
Back on Caprica, oh, yeah. the firefight rages on. Hilo and Starbuck move around, um, and then it's when Hilo runs into Samuel T. Andrews, and we get this uh, convergence and a standoff. And um, Starbuck and Hilo are pretty much outmatched here. They're outgunned. They're surrounded. They don't have the numbers. We're not Cylon, she yeah. says, and that's when Sam says we've seen them in uniform before. Um, and she starts demanding names, and Hilo recognizes every one of them. I thought that was really well done. That was He's cool. like, I know he knew them you, all. I know you. You're the Capricorn Buccaneers. <laughs> a fucking sports team. That's hilarious, right? <laughs> That's it. That is it. Apparently, they're doing high-altitude training in the mountains. Right. Um, yeah. That's what I was joking earlier. They're like the fucking Caprica 10th Division, 10th Mountain. 10th Mountain, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Starwick asks Gander some stats questions that he answers. Um, Hilo vouches and says, cool. And then they lower their weapons and everybody makes friends. And I love the tension breaker from Starbuck when she's like, you guys know you suck, right? <laughs> That's really <laughs> good. Great. She's such an asshole, but oh, it's so good. It's great. I love, oh, it. I love it. You know you <laughs> suck, right? Can't pass, can't shoot. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, I fucking love her. I missed her. <laughs> <laughs> so dope. Nice stuff. Um, we meet, uh, we go, we, we do a little checking on Rosalind. How's Rosalind doing? Oh, baby. Rosalind, by the way, in this episode, a few things surprised me. Of just like how how casual she's getting with the fucking Kamala extract. She ain't playing around. Kamala and licorice, baby. You know how it yeah, goes down smooth. You want to get twisted on these edibles with me, Paul? <laughs> fucking yep. silly. But no, I do, I, I do like this tension of Apollo and her both realizing like, you have a lot of support among the people, and that, that can be used. And, and we and see it, because Venner smuggles her stuff from the galley. That is it. Corporal Venner. He, he, he said he still calls you Madam President. Yep. That means something. Absolutely. Back on the CIC, Gated tells Ty the news, sir, her finery captain is not cooperating, and now seven other ships are refusing supplies. Frack this! I'm sending in the Marines. <laughs> Fuck, Ty. Frack this! I'm not sure we have that many non-coms to command the boarding party. So Gata, being the logistics man he is, says, okay, there's X amount of ships. There's going to be X amount of fire teams, boarding teams. They're going to have to be run by some kind of non-com. We don't have, we just don't have the manpower for such a thing. Right. And that's when he says, make it happen, Lieutenant. Pull deck officers and flight crew members. Fuck it. Just make it happen. Sure. Okay. We're going to put fucking pilots in charge of boarding ops. Dude, How could this possibly go wrong? Uh, well, we're going to hey, find dude. out on the Gideon, aren't we? Dude, real fucking quick. Like, no joke that from the moment of Ty being like, well, pull them on there and make it happen. From that moment to the news getting back about what happened is all of like a minute in the show. I'm like, dude, that went south so fucking quick. Yeah, a little quick. So bad. Yeah. Like you're so oh. So what do you so what do you think what do you think about this this situation? I mean, it's it's of course, super heightened. Uh, you know, they're trying to get across that this is. I, for one, they're trying to get across that this is essentially the the atmosphere of all of the fleet. Of like, they are pissed as hell about martial law being declared. They feel overly controlled by the military, and honestly, the chaos of it, I liked. I mean, you see this dude who is not, you know, he is not a crowd control like MP or anything. He's, he's a ship a fucking, pilot. He's a ship pilot. Well, maybe he's not even arm. not a ship pilot. He's a viper pilot. He's got to be pretty good. 
Yeah, sure, but not crowd control. Like the you know the the doctor's line when he gets back is so great. When Ty's like, "How oh, the frack could this happen?" He's like, "Well, you put a flight officer in charge of crowd control, genius." <laughs> it's like, dude, Connell's <laughs> the, the doctor. Fucking rules. I love him. But he's I'm a like, major but too. He's way up there. Yeah. Well, there you go, man. He's right. It's just it's fucking right. It's an obvious thing of like, dude, you cannot. In fact, that's, he's that's third so highest rank. He's third highest rank on the boat. Really? Holy yeah. shit. I didn't oh, think yeah. about that. Yeah. Damn, Which is probably why he could make those um those um departure um orders go through. True. true. Right. He's got he's got a lot of pull that doc. That's true. Mm. Damn. That's a good point. But Yeah, man. I um, mean it's uh it's so bad. I mean it's they bad. Throw it might things. be a little too bad. I I agree. Like it's it a gets little, a little like come on, bro. You're just gonna start wasting hectic. people that, that, that I'm not I needed to see more chaos coming from the civilians. Right. I needed to see one civilian at least hit a soldier with like a bar or something yes. like that. Then I, it would yes. be like, oh, and you start opening up on I, that guy and somebody else moves yes. and they open up. Panic like, ensues. Yeah. Little, I wanted to see bit. more of a rumble and, and then shots going off when they realized they couldn't contain it. Exactly. But I mean, I also wanted like to the, see a Marine step up and like tell the pilot to fuck off because he's out of his seriously. element. Yeah, he shouldn't be in I, control, control, charge of that fire team. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Absolutely. You know? Anyway. Yeah, absolutely not. It's it so could have been bad, better, but, that scene, but I get what they're going for. Right. Chaos that's, you know, see, that's, and death. That's something I actually want to talk about briefly about this show. Like, this show has, I don't know how else to say it other than, like, it's built up so much credit <laughs> for me. Like, oh, it yeah, has been absolutely. so good that I let things like this pass. Like, because I understand what it's narratively trying to do with the scene. The right. actual details of the scene matter to me less other than this is a good example of what the environment and the atmosphere among the civilian fleet is like. And the fact that the military is just trying to like hammer down control explodes on in their face. Like that's what matters in this scene, not the actual depiction right. Right. exactly because how it happened. Because the concept of what is happening makes sense. Marines right. are going to get fuel at the command of Colonel Ty. And, and, coffee. and for a reason it's not like you could take any superfluous like shootout in a lesser show and the, the 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 reason for the scene existing isn't convincing and then the execution of the scene isn't convincing you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah know any this shows is, like that this is great <laughs> can you let it rest can you let it rest Steve? we've already murdered it no what <laughs> let I'm, it no i'm sleep asking in its you. grave do you know of any shows? I'm just asking. I don't know. I'd okay. have to think about it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cocksucker. <laughs> oh, shit. You so- just... You- <laughs> You know what it is? Rick is fucking laying on the couch all beat to shit. And every now and then you go over there and just punch him in the ribs again while he's asleep. I'm like, Rick looks to be getting better. I step on his neck. That'll put him out for another week. <laughs> We've <laughs> well, already his, murdered well, him. Well, his neck is cartilage heals. <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Anyway, aftermath, Coddle for dead, right? Paladino is being questioned by Ty. And... You know, Paladino pisses me off, but it shows you how unqualified he is to be on that op. <laughs> they were yelling and screaming at us. They threw Dude. things. He reminds me. Coffee, I <laughs> you think. You shot people for throwing coffee. For coffee. I honestly thought Ty was going to punch him in the face. For me one. too. I was like, you're about to get backhanded, dude. Uh, but you know, you're right. He's panicking Remember that now. scene? Remember that scene in Patton where the soldier's like crying in the, the medic <laughs> tent? Yes. 
<laughs> That's what everybody. Even though I felt, I felt more bad for that guy because he just had like PTSD. Of course, but this dude just bumbling in front of his exo like this. I'm like, dude, you're about to get backhanded. <laughs> Patton's about to take out his leather gloves and whip you. If yeah, if we ever needed you, Bill, it's now. Obviously, he's upset here. Um, he's he's at his end. He's he's lost capacity, as you said at the beginning of the ep. Right, no question. Rosalind gets the news. Uh, she sees the writing on the wall with all of the stuff. If this continues, the fleet will splinter. The silence will pick us apart, 100%. Which is exactly yeah. what Ty was thinking when he ordered us to get fuel, right? The fuel, we can't, we have to keep moving. So it's funny, they both want the same outcome, but they both have different approaches, which is what makes the show compelling. Right, right. Rosalind wants to leave the brig like now. Apollo right. says you can't get them to the hangar deck. He can get you from the hangar deck into the Raptor. Rosalind says she can get them clearance. Obviously, this comes by way of Coddle. Where yeah. do we go once we're off the ship? We will need a place to hide while we rally people. I know a place, but you're probably not going to like it. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> the second he said that, I was like, Tom Zarek. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I was like, Tom Zarek, baby. I was going to ask 100%. you what you thought. We hadn't seen them in a little bit. I was like, Tom Zarek. Well, he's great. <laughs> 100% from Joe. He's I was so like, good. that's where Zarek. they're going. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, he's one of the guys you can play in the board game, you know? It's oh, cool. what? The board hell game's yes. incredible. So you can play like, uh, you can play a lot of the major characters. And then you can nice. play, you know, Baltar, everybody. And then, um, you know, one of them is a Cylon sort of randomly in the game. Oh, and then dope. you play as a Cylon. It's cool. Anyway, Ty and Ellen. He's stressing out hard now. Ellen's telling him that he has to deal with it. Um, they fight. It gets aggressive. She slaps him. And then they fucking bone hard. Because he is into that masochism shit. He's She's, like, oh, she is me. so oh. filthy hot. <laughs> Dude, she is a filthy milf. It is true. Filthy. Nothing is, is off limits with Ellen Ty, boys. And girls, <laughs> for that matter. Get to KY, Ty. <laughs> So on the brig, we have Tyrrell and Boomer. Uh, he says that they what they had was nothing. Mm, damn. Software dude. doesn't have feelings. She says, I never meant to hurt you. Guy shows up, white coat in a house call bag. Dude, this is what a great this scene. is the most unexpected, shocking scene of the episode to me. I n- never ever would have seen this coming, had no idea. Blew my mind. <laughs> I mean, in a way, he he was taking his chastising from Callie and from Six is what pushed him into doing this. Of like, because right, he wanted right. to, he wanted to absolve our boy Tyrrell. He he needed to know. Yeah, yeah. Or he needed to he know something. To, right, right. He needs to know that, and he needs to know how many silence are left. Which. He finds oh, out. Yes, he does. Assuming she's not biggest, lying. Biggest shock of this whole episode, honestly, to me, was was this. Was, for one, we get to find out a, a definitive number. Well, I guess, if we trust her. But at the same time, okay, boy, now I'm hesitating as I say it because I'm like, oh, shit, maybe she was lying. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think one of the things that the scene is trying to tell us, I know what it's told us because I know the future, is that, she seems to be under great duress. I mean, what a scene. He oh, walks yeah. in. I'm, I'm here to determine whether or not you're a Cylon. He injects her with something and he just falls out. I mean, he puts him in a state of cardiac arrest almost. 
Yeah. Or maybe so that's what it is. In 10 seconds time, it'll be complete brainstem death. He'll be fucking He's dead. He's dying right now, Sharon. I can save him if you tell me how many silence are left in the fleet. I mean, she starts losing her shit. How many? Absolutely. I mean, and that's a wild gamble on his part. It's not like he stuck the wild. needle in him and was like, I'm about to shoot poison into him. It's like, no, he already did it. It's already happening. He's dying. <laughs> you have seconds, seconds to lose. Ballsy and, and, and terrifying. Damn. Terrifying, man. And Sharon is affected by Chief's almost death, or is she pretending? See, that's the thing. I, I maybe I'm naive. <laughs> maybe I want. Well, you know the end of the episode when she was murdered. Yeah, she says she loved him. Do you believe? Yeah, him? I do, man. I do. Call me naive. Maybe you know better. Obviously, you do as <laughs> far as you knowing the future. But like, I believe her still. Here's what um, I will say. At this yeah. point in the season when I was watching it without knowing what was happening in the future, I believed her. Mm, okay. <laughs> it doesn't tell you anything. <laughs> it doesn't, but it starts to. <laughs> well, it, it at least makes me question the certainty of it. Um, and like I was saying, for one, there's a couple possibilities here. If, if Sharon... You know, of course, she is asylum, but if she is truly has the human side of her that loves Tyrrell and doesn't understand how she's being controlled as a Cylon, she could still be lying here. This could be a moment of duress. You're being tortured and you just say something they your interrogator wants to hear to stop the torture, you know, you know, to stop Tyrrell from being killed of being like, hey, there's eight. You know, she could have just said that. Um, or, you torture this prick long enough, he'll tell you who started the goddamn Chicago fire, but that doesn't necessarily make it fucking so. Exactly. Reservoir dogs, right? Thank you, Senator McCain. That's why we shouldn't torture. <laughs> wow. Um, I thought I was doing more Chris Penn. <laughs> um, but no, man, and the other, the other, honestly, even crazier possibility, to me at least, is if this is, for one, still the, the, the Sharon who is a human and she does actually love Tyrrell, it still means that at a moment of duress or maybe all the time, she can access her Cylon knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Because she pulls that number, if it is true, that she still knows that there are eight, even though she claims to not understand that she's a Cylon. So it's interesting so, because you, you, you have two things that you are making mutually exclusive, which is she doesn't know anything and then she's randomly controlled, or she knows everything and she's lying. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of your some... that's your position that it's been correct. Mostly, although there's a part of me that wonders if she has like a weird subconscious access to some of the Cylon knowledge that she like doesn't have all the time, but like in this moment of high stress that she can like pull from it or something. I don't know, man. It, this is messy. That's what I'm saying. This is, this is the craziest scene in the episode to me. Where I'm like, fuck. What do you know? Like, what? How much do you know, Boomer? Let's, let's pretend I, I, she was a uh, human being for just a second and just have a little yeah. intellectual exercise. If sure. she was a human being, being that, accused of being a Cylon. No, let's just say she was a human being with divided loyalties. Her mm-hmm. loyalty was to let's say she's a Russian spy, ah, and she's infiltrated the military, and she's started to do her job. And in that, she executed her job. But over the course of this job, to endear herself to this crew, she got close to them, and specifically one member being Chief Tyrrell. Is it possible she has feelings for him, yet still carried out her mission? As a Russian spy, you'd say, of course. Yeah. But the rub is, she's a machine. Mm -hmm. That's the rub. That's the rub. 
There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's, it, it's still, it is certainly possible. Right. Certainly possible. Because uh, I, no. I think if we think of them as machines at this point, it's certainly going to limit how much we can explore their motivations, right? Well, that's true. That's a good point. Because that's kind of what you're doing. I suppose. I mean, I'm not either... saying for better or worse. Mm-hmm. I'm just noting. I guess what? I, well, you tell me. What's your framework for the decision? I'm, I'm making a lot of assumptions here. I could just say, Matt, how are you coming to these conclusions? Right. Well, for one, I'm like, okay, just thinking tactically. So she shoots Adama, mm-hmm. and in front of everyone, everyone sees. We now know she's a silent. She could have been murdered she... right there. Right. She could have been. A Marine could have um, shot her if, if there was one present with his weapon totally. ready. So what good would it do her to pretend to not know she's a Cylon from that point? That doesn't make any sense. Like, it wouldn't make sense for a Cylon to keep trying to put up the facade of, oh, I don't actually know. I'm, I'm not a Cylon. Like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those old, like, spy movies where it's like the guy gets the, like, red handkerchief in July. <laughs> the code word in the that activation. moment like activate like the Manchurian candidate you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> right oh fuck I mean that's the thing like that's why I still sit there and go I don't I believe her and I don't think she understands what she is let me like, ask you this question do you think yeah. somebody with a lack of emotional capacity would be a particularly good actor how about For us. How, how about this I'm just giving you. I'm just. I'm giving you prompting questions, sir. I'm providing no answers. Uh-huh, Could uh-huh. Data be a good actor? Mm, I see. Okay, I see what you're going for. Right. I, I think it's <sighs> safe to say, without spoiling anything, that Cylons are more than simple machines. They're more than simple oh, robots. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Right. That's why they've been able to infiltrate. Right. Well, that's the thing. I think that's. I feel like we talked about this at some point, but like. I still at this point believe that part of the like Cylon infiltration protocol is that the ones who infiltrate the human skin job Cylons are when they are living their life as a human, the day to day stuff, they truly to their core believe they're a human being. Like that's the advantage of being a machine. You could program part of it. Like this is something we've talked about for sure in the past. Like the, the whole idea of like a, a partition and a hard drive where like you have, it is all one hard drive. Dude, you can program a, people. What's that? You can program people. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you can conditional you can condition somebody to do something. Like you can you can take a guy and condition him to shoot other people and then manage those those feelings. Do you know what I mean? Like right. <laughs> that's that's you can program people. I mean, machines well, I mean, might I think, be a little easier cuz you can see it. Right. It's tangible. Well, it, can be, it can be quantified yeah. with ones and zeros, perhaps. And, and you can make it completely unquestionable. Like that's the, like even with conditioning a person, they're still they might have feelings about their own conditioning, or, or, or think there might be some but, real but some why, slight awareness why, of it. But why can a human do that? Because of self awareness. I think. Okay. I mean, I, I, I would guess. So does a silent have self awareness? 
That's, a, see, that's what I'm saying. This, this is the complicated part. Correct. I think they do, but I think that that could, because they're a machine, that their controllers, Cylon headquarters, whatever, can turn that on and off. Like, okay. That's gotcha. the difference between a human being and a Cylon. Like, right. A human being is self-aware, and, and that's that, whereas a Cylon is self-aware, but because they're a machine, they can literally install even like a physical switch to be like, I'm going to turn that off. Okay, so how about this? Else. And this isn't the case, and, and I know you didn't think this, but let's pretend, well, how about I say it backwards? It would be like saying, let me throw you a life raft. If humans had a six-sided die size of, how about, how, about, how about the size of a bottle cap? If they had this thing in their brain the size of a bottle cap, that could override all their functions and be controlled remotely. That's kind of what you're saying. Like everything is normal, yes. but then in a minute, I turn this thing on and you do the shit I want you to do. Right. And what, and when that, when that control is turned back off, you revert to being like, wait, what just like that whole mere period is a blackout. You had no I control. Like it. You had no, that's, that's basically how I see it as that when she is doing her, her Cylon espionage, sabotage shit, she is completely not in control. Like that is back to, a, a headquarters controlled boomer doing shit they're making her do. And then when they flip that control back off, she's back to, I'm just a human. What, what's going on? Right. And she believes which, that. Which means they're pretty, I mean, by your admission here, you would say they're pretty darn human. Right. That, that's the thing. I think they're the perfect infiltration because even they believe their own lie, basically. There you go. All right. I like your style. Yeah. So, Let's move over to Caprica. They get back to Anders Camp. <laughs> nice little cozy place they've got put together here. They have the Delphi Union High School as a base, 53 people. Not bad. Nothing to Not sneeze bad. at. Yeah. Especially 53 they, people who've had their ass in the grass for a while. They seriously. raided some hospitals. They got some rad meds. Um, it's not exactly an army, but a hell of a lot better than the two of us, uh, she says. Mm-hmm. Um, Although they had a hundred last week and got ambushed, right? That's that, rough. Down to fifty-three. That is yeah, they're, they're, a huge. Their 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 timetable is death soon, <sighs> right? Right. Yeah. Um, Oof, we get a quick interlude news. between Cottle and Roslyn. We jump over to Billy, uh, going to see Venner with a special request, because mm-hmm. we know he's very religious, very much believes in uh, in Roslyn as the you know prophecy fulfiller. Uh, D gets Ty's signature. And you know what I like about this? I like how Ty's just not an idiot. He goes, wait, 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 wait. Why are we closing yeah, Causeway B? Mm-hmm. He wants to know. And I love that D has a story prepared because she knows he's not a dumbass. Correct. And I love the <laughs> D was like, he, dude, he's like, going to ask about this. Right. He's not some idiot who's going to be like, oh, I'll just sign whatever. Right. Gata goes to see D. If people are upset, they should go through the proper channels. Ooh, Gata. Ooh, Gata. What do you think about that? I, I, for one, love that, that Gata operates a little bit in the gray. That he's like, look, I'm going to give you it out. If you're not going to, and I, I like, there's like kind of a respecting there. He's like, interesting. Look, I like Gata. I like Gata a lot. This, is, uh, this moment made me like him so much more than I have in the past. Not that I've disliked Because he's him, kind more, of just been this generic watch officer who's like a right. by-the-book logistics animal who gets everything done. Like old so, reliable, and he's, right? And he's smart and competent, and I like him just fine. But now I'm like interested in it i'm like sure okay because i still see it as a as a you know i'm gonna give you this out if you want to come clean and i'm not gonna get you in trouble but if you don't want to come clean i'm not gonna pursue you and try to expose you myself 
he's like, I'm just basically like giving you a heads up of like, hey, I've noticed other people might too. Right. And th- but he does cover for gonna, them in the end, which is cool. He does. And I think that's really cool of him, man. Interesting. Yeah. Paulo visits dad. This isn't about you and me. Goodbye, dad. Dude, so sad. And we see Adama's hand move when he releases him like that. Because he's not choosing dad's side. He's choosing Rosalind's side yet again. Yet again. Even while his dad's laying there, freshly filleted fish chest. <laughs> right? Fracking dying here. Callie gets to the deck with a bunch of sex slaves. <laughs> Callie gets to the deck. The deckhands are building a cage for her sex I can't fit all my sex slaves in this. <laughs> bigger. Bigger. I told you guys, twice as big. The sex cult's <laughs> going to be so mad at me. Callie's not happy about it. She gets in a tiff with a jammer. <laughs> Punches this dude. A little offhand oh, comment about her frack and the chief. Tensions are obviously high. You want to get pissed if somebody tells her, get pissed at Bummer. She put the chief in the cell, not us. Mm-hmm. Take that, Callie. Damn. Apollo's being escorted damn. back to the brig. D confirms that everything is set. I love this cloak and dagger shit. <laughs> Lee's asked by Pi for some help with the ordnance tracking on a raptor, right? So dope. Yeah. This is a cool little escape. She, I love how the corporal takes a punch to the face to be like, all right, this is, I don't yeah. make it too hard. <laughs> make it convincing. <laughs> Just make it convincing. Yep. It's good shit. Uh, we see Rosin getting grabbed, whisked from the cell. They encounter a Marine in the sentry hallway. And this is textbook Rosalind. Oh, totally. Textbook this Rosalind. So Rosalind. She locks her piercing gaze yep. onto this poor fucking soldier. Yep. You know who I am. We each took an oath to defend the articles of colonization. Those articles are under attack. My duty won't let me stand here. I intend to go through the hatch and get off the ship. You can stand aside or shoot me. Marine Dude, lets it's her interesting. Pass. She makes the same gamble here that uh, Apollo makes when they're they're leaving. You know, actually flying out. Love like right. Oppose me, but I'm. You can choose to oppose me or not, but I'm going to keep coming. Yeah. Like putting the like moral burden on them of like you can fucking kill me because that's what you're going to have to do. What do you I'm think about Billy's to decision to go? To say he's not going to partake in something that leads to insurgency. What a, I, what a crazy move by Billy. Right. And there's a part of me that like I sort of – I both understand it and kind of disagree with her. I'm like, really? You can't just stick with her you know, and help her? Like you've believed in her all this time. But at the same time, I kind of admire anybody who sticks to a real principle. Like Correct. Kind of like, not a person, I don't hate you, and I'm not, I, I'm not shitting on you, but I don't – agree with this and I'm going to have to stand down. Mm-hmm. And, and I, 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 I admire that kind of integrity. So, I mean, I'm just kind of like, huh, you're in, sure. you, again, just like gay is seen. I'm like, you're a little more interesting to me so, now, Billy. I don't know anything about the articles of colonization. I haven't read them in the, the BSG universe, but if there is precedent for martial law and it was set, then Billy must feel like he's complying with the law, but they're right. But, is there precedent for is it is there precedent for it a and b Adama just sort of arbitrarily terminated her presidency not her pregnancy and <laughs> right. I don't know if there's any lawful precedent for that yeah that's a pretty that's a pretty major but thing. then again there's forty thousand people left and things change I don't know if we revert to some weird wartime laws or what have you or occupation laws totally- or what have you but. And we've it's talked a weird standby, you know, Billy. I will say that, but I like that he takes it. I guess I'm yeah, just not a colonial law expert enough to know if 
he has any like moral ground to stand on there or ethical. Get your ass back to Caprica Law School. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if he's got the ethical uh, high ground here. I don't know how much virtue he's displaying, but virtue. I like it. I wish you well. (laughs) She walks away. She's like, well, all right then. (laughs) And I like it. I mean, I like that kind of respectful disagreement of like, I can't follow you on this, but best of luck. And she's like, well, all right, you too. This leads <laughs> to uh, the board, the Raptor getting clearance, and Ty literally setting condition two. Condition two. Gator, Nobody else leave the ship. Gator breaks the tie. He knows the Raptor. It was cleared via Coddle. Coddle mm-hmm. says he was forced at gunpoint. He's a liar. I love it. Mm-hmm. Ty comes. Um, Turn that ship back, road, or Cap to shoot you down. Yep. Um, I like this, though. When push comes to shove, what does Ty do? He doesn't blow away Adama's son, does he? No. Starbuck might have not gotten the same clemency. (laughs) Yeah, that might not (laughs) have. That probably wouldn't have flown over as well. Um, He fires a couple of warning shots across the bow of the Raptor. Gate announced they're headed for Cloud 9, and once there, they'll be tough to track. Because it's, tra- it's a transport hub, they'll probably hop off of that ship and onto another one, and they'll never yep. know where they go. They've he gone orders, to the fleet from he there. orders weapons hold via D as the proxy here. They could not have uh, done it alone. Anyone know to scramble communications and gate of lies? Uh-huh. And again, this whole, like, I love Ty's decision here, of course, for one, not to, just not to fucking kill Apollo and, and Rosalind and everybody else, but and just that it is a... It is not a decision with fucking truck nuts hanging off of it like Ellen was trying to make mm-hmm. him do. Of like, yeah, you got to be all big and bold and fierce all the time. It's a sensible, we can't fucking do this kind of decision. Like, sure. how much support are you going to have from your fucking flight crew after that? Oh, yeah, I wasted Adama and Rosalind. Uh, by the way, get back out there. Fucking get on my mission for me. Like, the, the destruction of morale from this choice would just be irreparable. Like, what sure. could you ever do? Um, even though tactically or by the book, by the law, they're breaking the law. They're spitting in your face. You got to do something about it. Like, I understand that, but you can't actually pull the trigger on this. It's just, it's insane. And the same with, like, you know, I understand Billy's point of view of not going along with Rosin of, like, there's already so much uproar and division. I think he, from his point of view, he just sees Rosin leaving at this point as just sowing more division and more uproar. It's like, it's just going to get worse. Mm. Um, however, I still, there's a part of me that really likes Rosin's point of view of, like, for one, like we were saying earlier, like there has to be some form of civilian government. Like that, it, it can't go on this way for much longer. Um, even though it's going to be more divisive until something settles down between them all. But her getting out there to to get her face in front of the people again, to get people instead of being all like, because what she was worried about, like she said in her cell, is the fleet splintering in a million different directions. If Rosalind at least gets back out there and everybody knows she's alive, knows she's out and she's safe then at least, let's say, your 10 captains of all your other ships that are supply ships that are supplying Galactica don't all run off in different directions. They're at least united, okay, sure. we have our Roslyn. Like, it at least kind of holds things together. Um, and so that's why I still I am intrigued by, by Roslyn's choice. I think it's still a pretty, you know, there's a good argument to be made for it. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely interesting. Um, on the Cloud 9, the president and the rest disembark. They're greeted by Zarek. Oh, baby. So good. Hmm. <laughs> Apollo oh, tells Rosalind that he has enough shady friends to hide them. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, of course. <laughs> it's like fucking Lando on Bespin. Like, <laughs> ah, this dirty rogue's got this enough old people sea up dog. his sleeve. <laughs> oh, space pirate. <laughs> so good. I love it. 
let me ask you this question. How do you mm-hmm. feel about this tie situation? Here it is. You have this guy with Apollo, Roslyn, Venner, a couple other Marines, Gata. Everyone was not loyal to you. Ooh. I mean, that's part of the problem with Ty, man. It's rough. Is that he is it's rough. As, as, as much as I have sympathy for him, and I think he's always trying to do the right thing, he is not, again, he's not, he's not the perfect leader, for one, because of his harsh you know, kind of decision-making and his inability to kind of come down on certain things like Adama can. But at the same time, he's also not the uh, <laughs> man of the people morale booster. He's the guy who's going to fucking put the boots to you. Like, he's not going to whip up that kind of unifying spirit. And we're seeing that. Like, we're seeing D make the choice to help them. We're seeing Gata make the choice to, even though he's not taking their side, he's still covering for them. Like, people don't hate Ty, but they're very willing to go against him, to go under him. Yep. Gain is also kind of making a safe play in that he knows it will never be revealed that he covered for them. Right. That's true. He's like, like who, he's the tech guy. He's got, he's got the guy cover of like, ah, no fucking, there's no, not enough nerds on here to, to reveal my underhandedness. I love how, I love how guys isn't even involved in this. Like he gives a shit. It's so perfect. <laughs> it's like, right. Whatever. I got enough of my own shit going on. Exactly. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it just goes to show you that, it doesn't matter, you know, what you say or do or what kind of law you enact or try to enforce. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. I mean, leadership is you leadership. Have the su- people are yeah, going to follow. You got to have the support of people. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So guys frees the chief. He tells the chief to thank Boomer. I like that. And this is great out of Gaius. This is, again, this is what I love about Gaius. He says... Love is a strange and wonderful thing, Chief. You'd be happy you experienced it at all, even if it was a machine. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do to her? The Chief asks. There will be tests, mental, physical. Like she's some kind of lab rat? Tyrrell asks. That's the idea. Oof. That is rough, man. I love that shit. I love the longing in Gaius's eyes about the idea of experiencing love and how it yeah. matters to him. Right. Even if it was a machine. I mean, I he's, he's being genuine here. There's nothing in it for Gaius to say this. No. he. I think he's being genuine, and he's also partly saying it to himself. That's what <laughs> I like mean. reminding himself. But that's what's so fascinating about the guy. Like, he can be, you, we know he's duplicitous, and he's a survivor, and, he, and he's slippery, and, but then he has these moments, and this is what makes him interesting and, and, and oh, yeah. rounded. Totally. And I um, like Tyrrell being like what the fuck i don't it's interesting that he's like you're a software you don't have feelings but now he's like wait they're gonna torture her like she's a rat like it's funny how right. his hierarchy is starting to shift right of, right of like i'm still understanding is. yeah like yeah she's not one of us and she's a traitor or this or that but like she's still not uh she's not as lowly as a rat she doesn't deserve this this is you know and these are the themes that westworld explores because she just was doing it earlier and that is, if you spend enough time with Boomer, even if she's a Cylon, you're going to start to, by way of empathy, because of aesthetics, right? You're, you're going you're gonna to be forced, your, you're going to feel shit for her, no matter what. Right. It's crazy. And he already is. And he already has. I mean, he never stopped, really, right? All right. those strong emotions of hate he was spewing at her was just to highlight how much emotion he has for her, right? 
<laughs> you know, it's like yeah. if you got if you got an ex you don't give a fuck about, you're like, I don't fucking care. I don't care if she's fucking sex ten dicks. Uh, like I don't even care it, anymore. Like it is the if it the bothers you, human irony. It's it, but if it bothers you, then there's emotion there that you have to fucking figure out. Oh, totally. And it is, of course, always the greatest human irony that we are the worst to the people we're most comfortable with. Indeed. <laughs> and, oh, fuck. I'll fucking kill you. Well, who comes back? Our boy. Our boy. What's Commander happening on Dama. my ship? What's that? What did you frack up this time? I uh, frack things I up pretty good, Bill. I've made some bad calls. I love, I do, I love so much. He's like, I've made some bad calls. He's like, ah, I've done that. I know. <laughs> like, it's like, so perfect. Not like so these. Perfect. You're going to pour us one of those or what? <laughs> never had much use for people who second guessed my decisions, especially if they never held command, never felt the pressure. You make a call, it affects the lives of thousands, and you have no one to turn to for backup. <laughs> Adama mm. rules. You know what I love I about love. this scene? Immediately on Ty's side. <laughs> yep. No question. Yep. And for, I think he's honestly more on Ty's side than ever in this moment. Because yes. he's like, hey, baby, you felt the heat now, didn't you? You know what it's like. I finally have somebody else so I can stand next to him and be like, yeah, that shit sucked, didn't it? Mm-hmm. That's the worst. You make it oh. look easy, Ty says. I love that line. That's what now anybody who's amazing at anything does to make it look easy. Exactly. And I love it. He's like, and that's how you know that's a lie. Mm. A lot of pieces to pick up, then we'll pick them up together. So good. Oh, Callie, uh, Jack, Ruby, Sharon. And in her Holy dying Holy moments, shit. she smiles. I love you, Chief. I love you, Chief. She's like, I love you, Chief. Uploading. I love you, Chief. Retry your internet connection. <laughs> Boy, it doesn't have that same ring to it when you add all those mechanical whirls. <laughs> my my empathy is uh, decreasing, actually. <laughs> I think I want to kill you more. <laughs> oh, what do you think of the nuts. ending? Dude. Callie, so huh? Fucking good. Fucking Callie. From murdering Boomer to sex slaves. Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, dude, it's brutal. And again... I I feel so bad. I feel so bad for Sharon. At least, you know, and I, this has to be said, at least for this iteration of Sharon. Because maybe, and I, again, we don't know how Cylons work fully, completely, but I have this sinking feeling of when this particular individual Sharon dies and her consciousness is uploaded, that some of these feelings and this memory is going to get wiped. Like this per this particular experience and identity that this one has had is going to be kind of lost genuinely. Um, and just the information that's relevant is going to go back to silent headquarters. Um, yep. so I think there's like a real loss here. Yep. Okay. I like it. Sad, man. Sad. I feel bad for this poor girl. Final thoughts on, um, resistance, Mr. Anderson. Ah, oh, it's so fucking good, man. So fucking good. It's really I good. love it. It's a great episode of television. <laughs> damn good episode. It balances so much, so well. Uh, we talked enough about the basketball pyramid, whatever. So, yeah, you know, whatever. Right. It's fine. <laughs> Who cares? She's hot. Um, I get it. He's hot too. He's wicked hot. Oh, dude, that scene where one part where she's like, oh, well, uh, you're a pretty good shot. And she's like, yeah, I just wanted to be like, so we're going to fuck later, right? She's like, oh, yeah, totally. We're totally going to do that. Yeah, that's fine. Like, that's, that's definitely. You're happening. dying to bone me? Absolutely. You're dying to bone me? For sure. 
totally. Let's do this. <laughs> aye, aye, officer. Um, <laughs> you know that shit's happening. But, but yeah, man, fuck, it's so good all around. Uh, there, yeah. There's tragedy. There's hope. You know, Adama's back. Boomer's gone. Tyrrell, I feel so fucking bad for. Like, oh, what the hell does he do next? I don't even know, man. And I, I, for one, you know what I'm most looking forward to as far as next episode, or at least the next time this storyline's going to be like front and center, is Rosalind and Zarek. I cannot wait to see those interactions. That I'm super looking forward to. Her, her having to probably pull out some guile and some, you know, a little bit of underhandedness around him because she can't play her cards totally in front of him. Mm. That's some. Oh, that is some shit I'm looking forward to, man. This is this is great, man. I've been thirsty for some BSG. I'm so glad it's to be getting a good back one. Here. Absolutely a good one. And um, now what we're gonna do is we're gonna. Uh, tell you uh tell you goodbye but uh please stay tuned for post credits announcement regarding uh some bsg scheduling stuff we want to uh, put out there and make sure you guys are all aware of and um that's it we will see you guys next time have a wonderful evening all right before we get into today's episode which is a good one by the way um matt and i just had a couple things we wanted to say about our coverage of battlestar galactica of course, we're going to continue to cover Battlestar Galactica. We're both very excited about it. Um, we have made a decision to do the show two times a month, however. Um, we had a very nice backlog of episodes that we've caught up on, and uh, some of those episodes were recorded over a year ago. Uh, in that year, LSG Media's changed a little bit, and I am of the opinion that it's changed for the better because we have been servicing our members we have paying members of LSG Media, and Matthew and I have made a concerted effort in 2018 to deliver bonus content to those members. And we want to continue to deliver bonus content to those members, and that means we cannot spread ourselves too thin. So instead of dropping a Battlestar Galactic episode every week, we're going to drop one every other week. Um, and we are going to do that because in those off weeks, we will be recording bonus content for our members uh, because the members are very important to the longevity of LSG Media. In fact, the members are why we're even covering Battlestar Galactic, to be totally honest with you. Um, Matt, what do you want to say about that? Uh, for one, I think it ensures a consistency, because like we've talked about on the show before, a lot of uh, what we've recorded up to this point has been backlogged, and that has helped us o- over the time you know, that we've been doing it, of giving us a little bit of room to breathe, but now we're past that point. We are recording a live episode now, so it kind of ensures that we're not going to fumble in the midst of doing all the other shows we're doing, working on bonus content of, oops, oh, we can't do one this week, or it's going to be a couple days late. That's not going to be a problem now. For sure, we can deliver every two weeks. That is something we can pretty much guarantee. Right. A lot of those backlogged episodes were weeks between them because of other projects we had going on, but oh, we God. wanted to stay yeah, Sometimes committed. like a month or two. <laughs> sometimes a month, yeah. But we wanted to stay committed to the project and. I think you're right. It didn't even occur to me to think that, Matt, but I think you're right. I think it will end up helping us deliver a more consistent product in the end um, because you will not be going weeks in between episodes. We can stay fresh on it. And um, it's still fun. It's still a blast to cover. In my opinion, the show is going to get better for quite a while here coming up. And uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of these episodes and uh, and your take on those episodes. But yeah, we are going to start going every other week. So you're listening to Resistance or you've already listened to Resistance because this will be in the uh, at the end of the episode. 
But you've already listened to Resistance. Just note that next week we will be off, and then the following week we will be coming back. Um, so every other week is the way it's going to go for Battlestar Galactica. We're still going to release them on Fridays. And even though we are going to a less frequent recording, what we are giving you are live recordings of these episodes, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, that's something we haven't done either because, like Matt wow. said, they've all been pre-recorded. So now you can participate in the chat. I will beg you to not spoil future episodes in the chat because of the entire dynamic of this podcast rests on Matt's ability to not be spoiled by future episodes. So that is it. There you go. Although it, do feel feel absolutely free and even obligated to correct Dean every time he calls Saul Ty the crocodile. <laughs> yes, not, please do. Uh, Good uh, night. Let's, uh, let's get off Dritus. <laughs> let's get off Dritus. What have we got here, Baster? But I will say this, um, uh, and not, you know, I guess this is a, kind of a woe is me, big fucking fat pussy thing to say, but uh, this week alone, I'm doing a BSG recording. I am then doing a Westworld recording. Then I'm doing a science fiction film recording. Then an X-Files recording. So what I don't want is uh, for those baby. weeks to always heavy look like rest that. the crown, huh, yeah. baby? Yeah, I don't want all those weeks to look like that. And then I start realizing, hey, Matt, we haven't done a bonus episode in like a month. We need to get on that. I don't want to do that. I want to continue to deliver uh, bonus content to our paying members every other week, um, and sometimes more, and maybe sometimes less. Hopefully, rarely less. And uh, consequently, that means Battlestar Galactica has to get shifted down in the order of priority when it comes to our members. And I apologize for that, but not really, because you're still going to get great content for free. You're just, gonna, you're just going to have to wait a little bit longer in between episodes. That's come all. On. And but, you know, um, come on, you know the anticipation in between is just as good. you got to get <laughs> <yeah>. teased. <laughs> it's not. It's the worst. Oh. I hate when I do go to a podcast I love and they're fucking epis, and I'm like, fuck! I get so <laughs> indignant. <laughs> anyway... Uh, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Resistance. Uh, we're going to get out of here, and we will catch you, not next week, but the following week. So say we all. Resistance.